Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Azure Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and my guest is Jessica Neuenschwander. Jessica, how are you? So good. You got that right. You got Most my name. Most stressful I thing <laughs> I did all day was pronounce your last name. I want you to know that that's my maiden name. I got married, and I was like, nope, I want to make people suffer. <laughs> I'm going to put this... <laughs> people through all that. I need to know you if have... someone really knows me or not. You have the whole whole alphabet. Whole alphabet, <laughs> last name. I, I, I feel like it's almost like Anchorman where I was like practicing and trying to pronounce. Look at in the mirror. We can do this. We yeah. can do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now that that's out of the way, we can move on. And you have had a somewhat stressful day because your child woke you up at 5 a.m. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have no idea what I'm saying or doing. Um, this is going to be really interesting for everyone, I assume. Um, yeah. Well, you're in good company on this podcast because I have no idea what I'm saying or doing. <laughs> that's, so, yes. yes. Everybody together. Um, but yeah, so I have a 19-month-old, for mm -hmm. those of you who are bad at math, yeah. such as myself. It is uh, a year and a half old-ish. Yeah. And she's been doing so good. at. Not, and then this morning, it was like 5 a.m., just like, Elmo. What? <laughs> Elmo, Elmo. And that just became a whole thing. And yeah. so then we had to get up and we watched Elmo and I laid there and like drooled on the couch uh -huh, next to her. Uh -huh. And I was like, I don't care about screen time rules. Enjoy yeah. your Elmo. Yeah. We, before we hit record, I disclaimed to you that not of my own doing, I'm not going to implicate anyone. Five o'clock is now Monday through Friday, my standard wake up time. And literally there are days like yesterday was one of them. I got to about 8.30 in the morning, and I was like, the day is half over. I have to survive for another 12 to 14 hours. I have to stay awake. Well, I can't the, go to bed at 4 p 4 p.m. That's the fun soon. thing, right? Like in the morning, it's not so bad. You know, by like 10, you're like, all right. I mean, I ate lunch at like 10 and I was yeah. like, listen, I need this. Um, <laughs> but but like now I'm looking yeah. at you and you've got kind of a halo uh -huh. going on. Uh -huh. I'm kind of yeah. hearing yeah. my words. And I don't carry and that around them. every day. That's, yeah. that's, oh, that's new. <laughs> that's new. Yeah. So no, it's like you wake up. And it's great. Like yesterday, I decided I'm going to work out later in the day. So I'm going to work. I'm going to start working. Mm. I start working at like 5.45. And I was doing the Outlook thing where I'm like, delay delivery. I don't want my coworkers getting emails from me at 5.45 a.m. Because they're going to think I'm insane. Um, and they're going to hate me. So I, I did that. But then I got to like 8.30. And I was like, oh, I'm done. Because I had no interruptions <laughs> for three hours. I've done all the stuff I wanted to do today. That's funny that you do that. See, I prefer to delay delivery until like 5.30 a.m. And then it's uh, like, whoa, oh, look, look at her. She's so what a good. Go See, that's a, that's a life like yeah. tip for you know yeah. everybody out there. I've used that in the past. <laughs> yeah. And then I got old and stopped caring. I was like, <laughs> they'll get it with me. They'll get it later. I don't want to bother them. All right. So let's talk about your career path to mm. begin with and how you got to where you are today. So you grew up in Wells County, as sure you mentioned did. before we record. What were you thinking about when it came to careers? Mm. And where did you go from there? Because for some people, it's straight line. I knew I wanted to be in marketing and communication, and here I am. Others are like, no, I was an opera singer, and then I went here, and then I went there. So. Yeah, I think I had uh, a very circuitous route yes. to where I am. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Wells County. I have never, I never knew what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, everybody around me, I want to be a ballerina. I want to be, mm -hmm. like, I just, I think at one point when I was really young, I wanted to be a professional colorer, just yep. color pictures. I have, when I was six years old, Old, we went to like a carnival and they they did caricatures of mm. like what do you want to be when you grow up i was a boxer when i was six <laughs> years old um i, I mean you 
there's still time. And I, I well, yes. And I don't think I really had an interest. I just panicked. <laughs> and I was like, what, what's a profession? Boxer. I, I, and there's you know, a picture of me with gloves, and it's really silly. Yeah. Yeah. I, the reason that I, so actually, I have two de- uh, bachelor's degrees. The first okay. one is psychology. Okay. Um, so, and the reason that I chose that is because I liked the teacher mm-hmm. in high school. 100%. And Same experience. Yep. I didn't know what I wanted to do with that yeah. at all. I changed my major, I think, three or four times in co- and just kind of kept Same going here. through yep. with the psychology. And then I was like, graduated, and I was like, I don't want to do anything with this. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh. So you finished with a degree in psychology. I did. Okay. And then I came back, and this is another bad reason, uh, because my friend was an English major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not recommending this strategy to anyone. <laughs> yeah. So your career is the result of a series of bad choices. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and I also really liked poetry. Okay. Um, yeah. And but I knew that you know poetry isn't where the money is. So instead, I decided uh, like old English literature because that's where the money. Everybody is, needs right? a Canterbury Tales. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. So I studied Renaissance literature. Yeah. I had my master's degree. In uh-huh. like studying, re- my did my thesis on like expressions of masculinity in Paradise Lost. You know, like yeah, real deep in I, there. I have a few of those myself. I actually the first job that I had out of college when I moved. This was in Massachusetts. Moved to Indiana. The person who replaced me as the certificate of insurance coordinator in the risk management department at the Massachusetts Port Authority, a job just as exciting as it sounds. I mean. The person who replaced me had a master's from Harvard in mythology and folklore. Now I just tell people that they had to find a guy with a master's from Harvard to replace me. So I have lived adjunct to and in that world. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, you graduate and it's not like you go to the English factory then (laughs) and get yourself an English job. Um, So, you know, I came back, but I, you know, I had the credentials to go on, but at that point I was just kind of, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I need to explore some stuff. So were you confident that you would figure it out or were you terrified? Because I had this weird, like, I have a college degree. I'm still terrified. I'll figure it out. I was probably terrified. Yeah. But I, I was like, I don't really want to teach. I freelance writing. I've done it. I know that's not going to make a living. And journalism, maybe, but probably not. And I'm like, well, you've just checked all the boxes that you can do with an English major. I thought about teaching for a while um, because I I feel like I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you've done it. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I taught for about five years. And I have taught mythology, by the way. Okay. All right. Yeah. Useless knowledge. Not useless. Totally valuable. Step aside, Edith Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah. No. And uh, but in the end, it was just it was a lot of grading Mm -hmm. papers and rough drafts and stuff like that. And that just wasn't where my heart was. I like the teaching in and of itself. That part was just not for me. It's for a lot of people, and that's great. It just wasn't for me. Once again, very much my experience. Love mm-hmm. the teaching, not so mm-hmm. much the grading. Mm-hmm. So you're you're studying stuff that doesn't necessarily lead to a career. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, psychology and English, if you mix them together, you get marketing. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, you know, afterwards, I mean, I had a couple of different jobs. I worked, I've always worked in higher education since mm-hmm. I graduated. Yeah. I worked at uh, ITD Tech, 
R.I.P. Um, I R.I.P. <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, there was a. I worked at the library there, like as just someone, okay. as a person getting a paycheck. Um, and then I it's a good went quality to of your job. Yeah. yeah. I went to I in parentheses PFW now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked that job. I kind of started as well. I did start as a publications assistant, where okay. I would read these super long academic papers and like edit them and it was really interesting Mm -hmm. um, but I we also kind of dabbled in marketing because Mm -hmm. our office just like they needed that extra support Mm -hmm. for programs and so we fulfilled that need Um, and I had some downtime at my Mm -hmm. second job at ITT Tech and so I just like taught myself Mm -hmm. Photoshop InDesign Illustrator I went on lynda.com which is now LinkedIn Learning Mm -hmm. and I just taught myself all of these skills and then it turned out that I was good at yeah. some of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I actually think this is a career that I can both use my degree yep. and also make some money. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, you know, what what I experienced, and it sounds like this may be consistent with yours, is that when you're studying language and literature, you're kind of understanding stories and the human condition. And I don't want to overstate that, but it's a way of, okay, I understand how people work. You're communicating, obviously, which the the longer I get into my career, the more important I realize that is. And you're problem solving. You're mm-hmm. figuring out, okay, I've got all these things to do. I've got to make sense of this. And those are pretty important skills regardless of what field you go into. Yeah, and I mean, you learn how to research, yeah. which you need a lot mm-hmm. of, because jumping into th- my last position and this position, there yeah. were huge blank areas mm-hmm. in, in my knowledge. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you also just, you know, you learn how to learn, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I was in college for way too long, um, but yeah. that meant that I spent like nine years figuring out sure. how to learn, mm-hmm. which really has helped me. Well, and some of it I think is the patience to take on big tasks and to to do difficult things that you don't necessarily have to do, Mm -hmm. but there's a long-term incentive if you do them. Mm -hmm. That in itself is a skill. Yeah. Um, Too much today, and this includes things that that I cherish, are quick fixes, Um, but it's nice to kind of say, hey, if I work hard at this for a while, there's a payoff at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you apply that. Let's talk about the jobs you have as you start making your career. You're working at ITT Tech. You're doing this job at PFW, uh, proofreading, editing academic papers. Where do you go from there? So, um, yeah, and I, again, we started working a little bit more in the marketing-esque mm-hmm. field. So I started designing things. Yep. I started mm-hmm. making videos. I started yep. doing things like that. And th- uh, randomly, someone just sent me this job at... Ivy Tech Mm -hmm. wasn't like I didn't really know anything about it but when I started reading over it I was like actually I'm doing a lot of these things already Mm -hmm. and when I was working at PFW at that point I was kind of like my job was a little bit like I was kind of maybe administrative assistant Mm -hmm. level Mm -hmm. um but I kind of wanted to yeah sure make more money sure sure and um so so i was like all right i'll apply one thing that you should know about me is that i'm very good at interviewing (laughs) like (laughs) like if there's a skill set for like just being a good interviewee 
I mean, I because I always do. I work really hard on like going above and beyond on like my portfolio. I made like mock flyers. I do all these things. So does that make you? We're going to digress, but I think it's a healthy digression. Does that make you a tough person to interview with when candidates come in for jobs? Mm. Do you think? I do expect. I expect people to to I mean maybe not my level of intensity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know uh recently I was uh I actually hired someone recently and I really first of all such a great choice she's amazing mm-hmm. um but like uh, you know the things that really impressed me were, was that you know she reached out on LinkedIn beforehand yeah and was just like asking questions yeah. and you could tell that she was hungry for it that mm-hmm. she really wanted it and yeah. she didn't have the experience that maybe a lot of the other candidates did but I could just tell that this person was going to be reliable that yeah. they were going to be dependable and that they were trainable yeah well I'll take the person who cares a little bit more but has less skill because that's a signal they're going to continue to learn they're not going to get stuck where they are and don't get me wrong she's incredibly talented and yeah. skilled as and, well and let's give her a shout out who is this person natasha leland i love you natasha all right so we will talk about the rest of your team a little bit later <laughs> yeah don't let me forget to do that um back to what i was so anyway yes. i got hired yeah long story short <laughs> okay. i got hired there and then i worked and interestingly enough that was a job for like media relations which i had no experience in yeah. i had marketing like that mm-hmm. part the writing sure. the like email communications that kind of stuff but the media relations which was in my title i had nothing there yeah um but i figured it out and i actually did really well at that yeah. um and then yeah over the summer back in august uh the executive director mm-hmm. position opened up and i was like I'm going for this. Yeah. Well, it sounds like some of your experience is people believing in you, even if you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jessica's capable. We're going to give her a chance to do this, even if she hasn't technically done it. Does that feel true yes. to you? So how has it been going from the doer of things 100% mm-hmm. to now still doing things but managing a lot of things. Man. What is that transition been like? It is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It is, that is a difficult thing for me because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, if you do the, what the strengths finder yeah. is like my number one is achiever mm-hmm. because I just want to be the person that does. But my schedule now is just like meetings, meetings, meetings. Yeah. People ask me, well, okay, what do you do? And I go to meetings. Like, I mean, I do things too, but I go, I'm in so many meetings and they're important, they're strategic, they're, you know, but man, I just wish sometimes that I could get in and just like write a communications plan and execute it, you know? Um, So I'm still in the middle of that transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it is a difficult like headspace to just be like, no, you guys go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, there, there's something I heard about leadership years ago that stuck with me. The person said that when you're in a position, especially at an institution like Ivy Tech where things move really fast and you're asked to do a lot, person said, when you are a leader slash manager, you should only do what only you can do. Mm. That everything that comes across your purview, the first question you need to ask is, am I the only one that can do this? And if not, delegate it. Not because you're lazy, not because you're selfish, but because you don't know what's coming next. You don't know when the chancellor's gonna walk in your office and say, hey, by the way, we need to focus on this. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a career-long challenge to continue to say, nope, they've got it. Nope, that's someone else is better at that. Yes. And then to leave that, that to, to both leave that capacity in your schedule and also be good at thinking ahead. It's like, all right, 
Today, the chancellor hasn't walked to my office, so stuff that was going to happen on Wednesday can now happen today. Yeah. And I think that honestly, that is probably that's been the hardest part for me is Mm -hmm. making that mental transition because and I've had like moments of certainly learning moments for me when I'm like, oh, I can do that. And then it's like a month later. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I just have to hand it off to somebody even, you know, I should have just done that in the first place. So I am definitely learning, uh, but that's probably the hardest thing for me. So let's talk about the people you delegate to, the the Mm -hmm. aforementioned team. My team. And who's who's on the team and how do you divide those responsibilities? Mm -hmm. I have, I, I, have the best team that's ever been assembled anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Avengers suck compared to my team. Okay, um, I okay. So I've got Joe Wood, who yep. is my uh, content coordinator. So he like, you know, he does the videography, photography, uh, anything that we need. Really, Joe is there for us. Really smart content guy. Mm-hmm. And I met Joe years ago, or actually, I didn't. I don't think I met him, but he was famous on the internet. Yes, that's because true. of a thing he did at a drive-through uh-huh. where he wrapped his order. Oh yeah, is that correct? Yes. So that go is correct. look this up, Joe. I think it's Joe Woody is the name uh-huh. he used at the time. It's pretty I think cool. It's drive-through wrap is really yeah you can probably yeah, find and it. and yeah. that's before other people were doing it. They mm-hmm. probably were inspired by him. So you've got a great content person who understands new media, who actually produces that stuff. That's a great asset to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and reliable. Mm-hmm. And just honestly, you know, my people are good at doing things, but they're also really good at just like having a team mindset. Mm-hmm. Like Joe is the heart yep. of our operation. Like he keeps us together. keeps us like... Is other than you, has he been there the longest? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's then, important. Yeah. And then I've got Maggie, who is my, I already mentioned yep. Natasha. Um, I've got Maggie, who is uh, my part-time social media strategist. What's great about her is that she is a student. So she's already out there, you know, and mm-hmm. she's a baking and pastry student. Mm-hmm. So that's just easy content, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, she's really just enmeshed in like the TikTok life, which yep. is great because yeah. I'm not. So, yeah. so it's you know what what you can't do, you find somebody who can do. Yeah. Um, and she's also just, I mean, our team just meshes so well. We just have, I don't know. I mean, we are cynical and we, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of look at things falling in the face, but we also. So we're just like, all right, we're in this together. Yeah. Um, and I just love that so much. So you have people who are talented, but who also happen to be good humans. Yes. Which is a great thing. Yeah. Or yeah. or we're all bad humans, but in the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as it yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And anyway, Natasha is my uh, is my media relations person. Yeah. And she's actually from um, like uh, the the actual local news. Okay. Industry. So I'm she's seen sure it from the other to. side. Yes. And uh-huh. Yeah, I, t- I talked over you, so no one will know what you said. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I was just spilling state yeah. secrets. So. That's my primary skill in this <laughs> podcast is talking over the guests. Um, so talk about some of the things that you're working on, obviously things that you can share. What are some of the big items on your to-do list that you're trying to move forward? Mm, man, there's, I, I mean, every single day it's what's the most on fire today. I think that that's the world of marketing. You know, you don't get into it unless you really are just like, hey, I want to be busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to never feel like I'm done. Right. You know, and and we are, you know, a small marketing team. But the thing about marketing, and this is my personal, this is not Mm -hmm. Ivy Tech, this is how I feel, is that marketing is, um, it's not like, oh, we get them in the door and then forget about them. Mm -hmm. Like if you were at a shoe shop, you wouldn't just be like, hey, come on in and then lock the door behind them and say, try to figure it out. 
um, you would help them along the way because the best form of marketing is that one-to-one after they've had a good experience, then they tell someone else about it. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I really look at our job as like, just every step of the way, how can marketing help you? So Mm -hmm. we're in all kinds of pots. We run commencement. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing that we're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super yay. Um, Very excited and also terrified because it's my Mm -hmm. first year doing it. But Uh, I assume it's gonna be just fantastic. (laughs) Um, And you know, we do all kinds of stuff. We're we're working on communication plans, you know, just making sure that people know about the, the all of the different programs yeah. that we have, because we have so many, we have like 54 programs in mm-hmm. Fort Wayne yeah. um, that people can take advantage of. But yeah, so so you know, I really look at it less from a view of like, oh, we're selling this thing, as like, did you even know that we have this thing? Yeah, for sure. So you've alluded to some of this, but I think everybody recognizes, most people who listen to this podcast would recognize the name Ivy Tech Community College, but mm-hmm. how do you describe what Ivy Tech is? What mm. does that look like from your perspective? Yeah, you know, Ivy Tech is really here. I mean, the community in our name is no joke. Like mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. really the heart of what we're here for. We're here to support the community. Yep. We're help to, here to help drive the community forward through, you know, helping getting our people, uh, you know, degrees, yep. credentials. You just need to take a class, you know, whatever we can do to help people get into better jobs or also to help support our, you know, fellow businesses. Um, You know, people will come to us and just say, hey, we need to upskill our employees to maybe get them to the next level. And we help that too. So, you know, I think that really we're just here for what, what does the community need? And we will try to help fill that void. Well, I think especially right now, you know, I've had the real good fortune to work with a lot of colleges over the years, including Ivy Tech. And there's real challenges to the bachelor's degree model right now Mm. because four years is a long time. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of employers and workers saying, hey, I need a skill, I kind of need it now, I need it to be affordable, and I don't want the same things that other people want when they enroll in a traditional college or that I wanted when I was that student. So Ivy Tech is really well positioned for that shift this is a big question, but how are you responding to that? What are you doing to create demand aligned with Mm -hmm. that? What are you doing to change perceptions about the college based on antiquated ways of thinking about it? Sure. I mean, you know, that's a big question. There's about seven questions. So So, how are you going to fix society is the real question here. No, um, but so, you know, one of the things that we say all the time, maybe too much, but but we, we mean it is, you know, we're there to meet students, meet people mm-hmm. where they are. Yeah. So, um, you know, do you need a short-term certificate? We have those. You mm-hmm. can finish your certificate. And actually, some of them are as little as like one class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there. this would be for people who just need to get back into the, the workforce. Then we also have those opportunities for people who want to take their first two years at Ivy Tech and they want to go on. Some yeah. of our alumni have gotten bachelor's degrees, they've gotten master's degrees, they've gotten PhDs. You know, it's not like you have to stop there, but you can Mm -hmm. if that's what you need. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and it it creates entrepreneurs, it creates the things that we all need that I think sometimes we overlook. Um, You know, as someone who is fellow English major who didn't get a job at the English factory, the older (laughs) I get, the more appreciation I have for people who have real skills people who can fix 
you know, water heaters and things that keep us alive. That's really important. And what's inter- what's always been interesting and fascinating to me about Ivy Tech is how it exposes people to the potential of sort of the career continuum. Mm. It's like, hey, you can do something that is, you know, based in knowledge work where you're never going to produce a tangible product. That's a great career path. But welding is super in need and you can do it. You can get tremendous fulfillment out of that. And we have everything in between. Yeah. Just depends on what it is you're looking for. And if you don't know, we can help you find it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to work in a surgical room? Yeah. We've got that. Yeah. Do you want to work in visual communications? We've got that. And, you know, one of our challenges, I guess, is that we're too successful sometimes because we will get people that are in the job market before yeah. they ever graduate with yeah. a credential or degree. Yeah. So there, there was a gentleman who used to work at Ivy Tech. Um, Terry Nolet is his name. Mm-hmm. And he once said to me that our biggest competition is jobs. People would, even if they love being in school, they'd rather be in a job yeah. than be Which in school. Which is such a great problem to oh, have. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Well, it's kind of like, you know, the, the challenge is you get measured based on metrics like graduation and transfer. But sometimes for students, it's super success if they take a class or two and they find the job that they want. Yeah. A lot of our instructors are industry prof- professionals. Mm-hmm. So inherently in our programs, there's networking. Yep. Yep. So and and of course, we want people to be working alongside of, you know, the programs that they're in. In fact, we have things de- like designed specifically for that. We have this pro- program called Infame that's mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Um, like high school seniors. Yep. Right after they graduate, they take classes at the same time that they're working for companies like Zimmer Biomet mm-hmm. yeah. and Steel Dynamics. Yep. And after they graduate, they're making. Yeah way more than I did after I graduated with a master's sure. degree. Well, supply and demand. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that's a program that has its roots in Indiana Manufacturers Association, mm-hmm. correct? So this is a industry group saying, we need workers. Right. We're, How do we get them? How do we get yeah. them trained? Yeah. And even providing funding and support for that. Yes. And and the industry is saying, hey, we need people. Um, you know, I think this is true at every Ivy Tech campus, but you have great partners and investors who are yes. providing equipment. Parkview are, is yeah. an amazing adve- investor mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Ivy Tech, yeah. and they will take our people as soon as we graduate them, or sometimes before. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So in addition to saving the world and, yes, and, absolutely. and improving society. I got my cape and my car. <laughs> what are some of the other things that you're working on? You've got commencement coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big, it's a big rock to move. Anything mm-hmm. else that's on your mind, on your plate? Sure, you know, we're always looking at Honestly, a lot of what I'm doing because I'm new is experimentation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got to make sure that I have the things that we always do. Yep. And then I want to see what else we can do out there. So, like, we're working with Asher. Hey, do you know about them? I do. I've uh, heard they're yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're working <laughs> thanks for, with. <laughs> thanks for that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you're welcome. Here's yeah. your plug. Um, <laughs> to, to do more specialized, specific types of like di- digital campaigns because yeah. we have these like really broad like just if you you google ivy tech make sure they're at the top of the you know that kind of brand awareness right Mm -hmm. which is important and we don't want to take away from that but also we want to make sure that people are actually aware of our what we are selling well well, what we're selling you know yeah the the audience you serve is so vast that you have to do both it's like the brand awareness is going to remind families and prospects who are maybe sophomores and juniors in high school hey it's not a it's not a two two path 
situation where it's either four-year school or mm-hmm. go into a job. There's another way to do it. And then the more program-specific marketing is for the person who's like, no, I know what I mm-hmm. want to do. I'm just not sure I can do it locally, or I'm not sure I can afford it, or I'm not sure it's going to be fast mm-hmm. enough. And you you have to in today's environment because it is so fragmented meet people where they are yeah. some of them are at the beginning of that some of them are really close to making a decision and it could be I mean you know it can be challenging because you have to look at your audiences and mm-hmm. we are there are so many different audiences that you have to impact yeah. with the message so you know you're looking at parents you're looking yeah. at you know you're looking at your primary audience which is of course your potential students and then you're looking at the influencers mm-hmm. of those audiences yeah. um, so you know every project that we have we really have to I mean everything has so much analysis yeah. and thought behind it I hope um, yeah, and for sure and yeah so I mean Man, there's, there's, that's just like the high, and then, you know, you got your flyers, you got your, oh, sure. you know, all the day to day, your social media is so important mm-hmm. anymore, yeah. um, anymore yeah. for like the, what, the last 15 <laughs> years, I don't know. Yeah, these days. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's exactly yeah. how I feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, oh, the internet is a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. So, no, but the the other thing that, that strikes me in everything you're saying is, you know, the number of audiences Ivy Tech needs to reach. I remember years ago, we, we had a really productive debate about do we produce materials in Spanish mm. because we don't provide classes in Spanish? Does that send the wrong message? And where we landed was there's a lot of recent immigrants whose kids would yes. be well served by Ivy Tech. So we're going to speak to the parents That's in their exactly own language. But it's it's really interesting to hear about some of those challenges and really fulfilling to sometimes be yeah. involved in solving those problems. And, and I will say that we've we've certainly like gotten better at that kind of thing too um, in that we've created structures of support for if someone doesn't necessarily you know speak the language that we do have like at least people that they can talk to through the way and so we have like forms that people can be like okay I want to request more information yep especially aimed at parents yeah for sure Mm -hmm. for sure so let's pivot to a few quick hit questions that may sound like some of the things we've talked about but that are designed to get to kind of the heart of the matter I'm here all night (laughs) you're gonna fall asleep (laughs) I really am I'm just gonna start snoring (laughs) people will download this episode why is that nine hours long oh they all fell asleep Um, so first one is about career path you didn't have a specific career in mind but Mm -hmm. you found something that you seem to like pretty well. Mm-hmm. You've had different facets to your career within that sphere. What's your best career advice? What's one thing that you think is important to focus on if you want to be successful and fulfilled in your career? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just going to go with you know what's on the top of my brain here. Yeah, you know um, that's usually the right answer. Yeah, I yeah. know. Sure, <laughs> right answer, wrong answer. Who cares? Um, so you know, for me, it's all about figure it like try it out. Mm -hmm. I really wish I would have done that. I didn't know what I wanted to go Mm -hmm. into. And and that is really, that sounds easy, but it's really hard because, you know, you have to take internships. You have to like Mm -hmm. really get, you know, into there to find out whether or not you like a certain career. Really try to visualize yourself in that career. You know, I, again, I did a lot of the wrong thing Mm -hmm. uh, and I happened to end up where I am. Um, But also, I don't know, you know, and this is just me. I think I probably could have ended up in a lot of different places mm-hmm. and been happy. I like what I do. Yeah. Um, I actually love what I do. But um, I don't know. I just, for me, it's more about 
like the kinds of things that I, so I could be a problem solver. I could be a a creative person, mm-hmm. and those are the things that are important to me. It's yep. not necessarily that I went into marketing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, like a lot of us who start as doers and who move up to more as managers, you kind of experience a lot of different things. And there's a lot of things that are hard to give up, but you could go back to them if you Mm -hmm. needed to. Um, You know, when you talk about the idea of experimentation, I think that's super important because you don't know until you try. No. You know, I, there's one job on my resume, the people, I really liked the people, but it was bad fit from day one. And I didn't know until I was in the job. Mm -hmm. You know, the interview went fine. I don't think I'm nearly as good of an interviewer as you are, uh, interviewee as you are. But um, I mean, no one is. So you know, it's it's true. It's true. We've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> so, but when I was in that seat, I knew it. But there was nothing that would have told me that leading up to it. And I think we all have to experience that. Mm-hmm. And then I get here where I've been for eighteen years, and I knew from day one. I was like, yeah, this is where I fit in. So you got to do stuff. You got to try stuff. You can't do everything, but you don't know until you're in it. All right, that's really good advice. So the next thing has to do with your career or Ivy Tech, you can choose your own adventure. Mm. What is one thing you want people to know that either debunks a myth or a misconception or that amplifies something that isn't well known enough? Debunks a myth or misconception. I feel like I'm on some kind of like show, like, (laughs) all right, the quiz. And now I'm starting to sweat. Um, Okay, well, I think that I'll just go the Ivy Tech route because that's the easiest. Um, You know, for me, and especially when we're looking at myth myth debunking Mm -hmm. about the college in Mm -hmm. general, is that it is only one type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people, especially I think maybe older generations, might have known it as more of a trade school. Mm -hmm. But really, we have so many health sciences. We've got nursing. We've got visual communications. We've got, you know, if you want to start your sociology degree, a psychology degree, um, really there's so much for everybody. And it's not just limited to things that people traditionally think of. And the trades are there for sure. If you want a welding degree, you can have it. Um, But Well, well, am I correct that if I earn a nursing degree from Ivy Tech, I'm going right into, if I want to, I'm going right into a nursing profession. Yeah, actually, yes. So, you know, I can Mm -hmm. move, I can go on to a BSN if I want. And a lot of students choose to do that. But it's, as long as you can pass the state exam, you're you're a nurse. And Parkview has already hired you. You you just heard this, (laughs) you thought it, you're hired. Yeah, yeah. You basically. (laughs) Now you do have to get into the program. I don't want to say. You typed an N and you got hired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You do, you do have to, you know, it is a limited enrollment program. So I don't want to make any promises that I can't keep. Everyone's going to be like, Jessica said. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to pronounce your last name, though. So I didn't say so, it. So who's yeah. Yeah. It was Jessica. <laughs> so, all right, last question. Um, what is something you use at work? It could be a tool. It could be a hack. It could be a technology tool, though it doesn't have to be, that you rely on that is either well-known and you think it still deserves a shout-out or is super unknown and you think should be better respected? I'm going to go in the middle there. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised when people don't know about this or, you know, Canva. Dude, mm-hmm. Canva saves my life every day. I use that. Those quick flyers, yeah. that quick design product. Like. So, so you spent time as a designer. I mean, I dabbled. Okay. I wouldn't say and, I had formal working, training, but... You were working in Adobe Creative Suite. Yes, absolutely. So 
why do you love Canva? Mm. And a lot of designers are like, I know that's I know it sacrilegious. To I, talk know, about Canva. I know. So, I know. I, that's why I was like, this yeah, is yeah. kind of. In the, it's not that people don't know about it. It's that they're a little. They, I mean, you know, and probably some of my designer friends are going to kill me. Um, yeah, but. It's so easy. It feels like it's it feels so like cheating. Quick. It's like this it, is. I mean, so if easy. I need yeah. something, let's. Let, I'm going to lay it out here. All right. If I need something for the chancellor, that's be, that's an InDesign. That's yeah, a sure. that's an Illustrator. That's sure. something like that. If I've got like, hey, we have an event tomorrow, and we need flyers everywhere. That's Canva. Mm-hmm. That's I'm finding a template. I'm go, like yeah. event tomorrow, like you know whatever it is, beach theme, and I'm filling in dates. And there you go. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's not. I I'm not going to submit it for an award. Yeah. But a lot of the times, my job is just like we got to get something. Yeah. We got to get something. And well, I would love to put out like the highest quality tier thing when you are a team of three and there are at least two three people on my team that aren't designers yeah for sure. i mean joe for sure can live in illustrator yep. and design all yep. day long um well but, a media relations person shouldn't be yeah designer, right yeah so yeah. she but she can still run in make an email yeah. header you know we don't have to bother the people that need to be spending time on more high quality things yeah with that so that's i mean that's how i feel about it i understand that it's not like this isn't the the like wow this is going to produce art uh but it is so helpful for small teams yeah well and in a world where you are always producing content Mm kind of goes back to what you said earlier there there really is always something else to do and I think it's actually, and this might be a a justification, but it's respectful to the people who really are skilled in the more complex tools to say, you do that, that is hard. We need that for the really high production value stuff. I'm going to be over here making widgets, design widgets, fast, easy, and they're not going to win any awards, yeah. but it's getting the job done. Yeah. 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 A button for an email. Boop, yeah. There you go. Now, it's there are done. people who would say that button <laughs> is really important. That, I mean, and they're not yeah. wrong. I don't yeah. think those people are wrong. It's just that what time do I have Correct. to devote to this? Correct. And I think it's just a matter of what type of organization do you work in? Do you work in a place where you're doing really 16 different jobs under one job mm-hmm. title, or is that all you do is make web buttons all day? Absolutely. Yeah. If I had a web button person, <laughs> yes. I, I would not go to Canva for that. I'd be like, it's in your job title. So. <laughs> you're the web button yeah, person. Yeah, it literally says it. Clearly, yes. <laughs> Please see. All right. So if you're an aspiring web button person. <laughs> yeah, see me. <laughs> see Jessica. I'm sure I've got the money for the that. The interview will be very difficult. <laughs> But yeah. you will have a career. I'm going to need examples of all the web buttons that yeah. you've ever done. Let's call it web buttonry. How's that? <laughs> the career of web buttonry. All right. Well, you're, we're obviously, we're getting punchy because we're both tired because we woke up at 5 a.m. Yes. So you need to go to bed. I am, I am <laughs> You need to go home and go to bed. I want your audience to know that I'm going to be sleeping. Okay. Really Even though this, this will actually air in about a month and a half, you'll still be I'll asleep. S- I 100%. Yeah. This is it for me. Yeah. Well, hopefully someone's watching the baby. Yeah. <laughs> My husband can do it. All right. Well, good. Well, thanks for doing this. This was super fun. no problem. And thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next time with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then. 